0: Junkies. Hey
1: everybody, long time no hear from your boy Chris Rios here, back with another edition of Hammer Time coming at you from the beautiful, lively and utterly boring off-season. I'm here with you today with a great dear friend of mine, producer of the show, and on and off co-host of mine and host of the let's just talk about podcast tony lopez thank you for being back
2: hey it's not a problem brother you know anytime i can hop on it's an honor
1: hey and it's a pleasure to have you hopped on so tony like we were talking about before the show awesome pre-show meeting there are a lot of fun things that we can pick off as nerds of sports.
2: Oh, my God. To, <laughs>
1: yeah. to find ourselves entertained pretty much at any time of the year. Is that not right?
2: Yeah, I mean, we always find something entertaining that's going on in the, in the NFL offseason. Because us as Americans, we run on the NFL despite what everybody thinks. This is really what we run off. Like, exactly. Europeans, they run off... Uh, the Premier League and the Champions League. That's why they... I understand why they were bitching and complaining about the Super League. (laughs) Because you're telling the... You're telling... I got to rant about this real quick. You're telling me that you're going to get 12 teams inside of a Super League that cannot be deregulated, like, relegated down because, oh, their big-name status? It doesn't work that way over there. That works that way over here in the States. Right. Like in the state side, we got thirty-two NFL teams and they're not going down. They're not gonna go and be in a second league or go say if it was major league baseball, the Houston Astros say if they sucked, they're not just gonna go and be moved down to the minor leagues. No, that just doesn't work like that.
1: Right, right. You know, and it's different it's it's quite literally the definition of different strokes, different folks. You know what I mean? Exactly. And- And I can see the argument for both. And I'll be honest, I was all for Super League. In fact, I'll be the, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and rub to my own horn here. Not that that's anything different on this show. (laughs) But uh, I've, uh, I, I came up with the Super League idea when I was like 12 years old. Because someone tried to explain to me what soccer was like abroad. And I was like, that is fucking stupid. Why the hell don't they just have one league with all the best teams? All they just pick the best three teams from each country and call it a fucking day. And then, it started explaining to me the whole concept of heritage and tradition, and how, um, apparently, like you know, uh, apparently in some of these places, man, uh, huh. those those local rivalries mean more than even winning a championship. So it'd be like if uh, the parallel would be like if here as a as a Cowboys fan. It, Tony, also notably being a huge Cowboys fan like me, guys. Yep. But uh, that would be like if we and and don't get me wrong, it's probably the best way I can understand it, but it would be like if we didn't, if we had no shot at winning the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, then beating then beating the Eagles twice would be satisfying as fuck.
2: That's not satisfying to me. I'm sorry.
1: Right. So like right. for these soccer teams, that's satisfying for them. Like that's like like they could like if Manchester can beat Man City I, I think that's like their go-to rivalry. I don't think of a better one.
2: Uh maybe like uh I want to say Liverpool Chelsea.
1: and Chelsea? Of Li- uh, Chelsea again, yeah, Liverpool. Uh or what's the who's uh is it Barcelona and Real Madrid?
2: Yeah, uh, Barcelona yeah, and Real, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Real yeah. right they they, they 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 bump heads, right? Yeah, so I mean And and don't get me wrong, I mean, I get it, you know, and the ironic part is that uh, American owners are the ones kind of taking the bowl on this. And the one that's taking the most heat from a lot of the fans, the real fans, is the Glazer family, which uh, is hilarious. Oh oh my God. Because uh, those who don't know who the Glazer family is, most notably, Jay Glazer, the, an analyst on Fox, but his parents the their family, they own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they have a huge stake in uh, Manchester United, one of the most notable English Premier League clubs. And they were pushing this whole idea for the Super League. And luckily it's fallen apart. There were a lot of protesters, that ironically, came out onto the field of one of these games and the, the security were just letting them, they were just letting them in. You know, they had a, uh, I had no idea how much they were corrupting this team. Like, uh, and don't get me wrong guys. I love, I'm, I am, don't let my liberal tendencies get in the way of letting you guys know I am buried America first. I, I really do love this country. For all of its, I, I love it like a bad, like a bad girlfriend, you know? I love it through all the good times, bad times. Like, I know it's probably not good for me in the long run, but hey, it's sturdy and it works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> America's my gutter bitch, my bottom bitch. You know what I mean? Especially my the gu- South. Especially the South, my gutter hoe. You know what I mean? Especially <laughs> the state. And um, that all being said, like, I, I, I can, you know, there are a lot of things that I can totally get behind, but I didn't realize how much of our of our like commercialism, our capitalism was like getting in the way of of these beautiful things that were abroad. And I I mean, I know we do that in a number of other facets of the world, but sports, man, come on, don't fuck with sports, dude. That's all people got sometimes. At least nerds like me. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I mean, it's, you know what? I do understand why a lot of European fans don't like the idea of you know a super league it's it's it's, they have more tradition based stuff than we do to be honest with you like right us as cowboys fans let's just let's start there man we are the biggest critics of our own team to a fault and if we're that bad we will hop on another bandwagon in a heartbeat those guys over there say if it's a they there's no hopping on to another bandwagon you're with that no. team, and you're with that team for life.
1: Yeah, I, and I and I and I do love that because I mean, not not to say that that you know, fan, Cowboys fans are like traditionally based fans. Are those fans don't exist? But like in America, there's more of a there's more of a loose, free tendency, for free will in that sense. Like mm-hmm. like hardcore, um, flagship, diehard fans like Tony and I aren't as common as you would see in Europe where it's just complete blind loyalty no matter how bad a team is um, and you know that could be good or bad um, I think overall it's a good thing um, it's kind of it's a good thing in the sense that you know it, it's good for all these teams to have a solid fan base but you could argue it'd be kind of bad too because if if the NFL was absolutely 100% like that then there would be absolutely zero accountability for these teams to ever get
0: better Mm-hmm which,
1: which some teams, apparently, are totally okay with, <laughs> the Bengals. No, oh, He went there. You know what I mean? Uh, They're totally okay with it.
2: Just drop the uh, lineman, you jackasses! Come on!
1: <laughs> oh, God. So what? Uh, we'll go ahead. We'll, I'll use that to go ahead and transition into NFL conversation by starting with Tony's comment. So do you think this should So what, you don't like the chase pick after all? you think they should have picked Sewell?
2: I mean, I love the chase pick, but I, I have to know you didn't even they didn't even think about drafting an, a lineman like
1: I don't I mean, under- I'm sure they thought about it but they made a hard choice and guys for those who uh, for those who aren't uh, aware of what we're talking about here the draft was a couple of weeks ago the Cincinnati Bengals picked at number five um, all the analysts were saying that they were going to take the number one offensive lineman in the draft uh Panay Sewell uh the kid out of oregon and to protect their brand new toy enough uh the year before his number one overall pick quarterback Joey burrow at lsu he recently got hurt this year and absolutely battered and abused in the backfield <laughs> back in 2020 and they're looking for a way to protect him but there was a shiny diamond toy right in their face in the name of jamar chase his, number, his former number one go-to wide receiver back when he was in college, the Bengals had a tough choice to make. Do they take a quote-unquote generational talent of an offensive lineman to guard his blind side, right, a quarterback's go-to lineman? Or do they pick the guy who has proven chemistry as a wide receiver with him and could potentially be a one-two connection for the next eight to ten years? So, tough choice to make.
2: Well, I'm also, I'm looking at their depth chart right now as well. Like, the only person on their offensive line that I, like, I know is is Riley Reef. Uh, don't ask me how I know that name. I think it's probably because of Madden or something like that.
1: I, I, I know of the name, barely. But yeah, you know, like, barely. I was thinking just before the show, when you brought up the news about Eric Fisher, dude, that's the perfect name. Yeah. Like, I mean I mean now granted I think he's gonna have more impact on the team in Indianapolis, but if I'm a GM, that's the first motherfucker I'm going after. I know goddamn well the Bengals have room on that team to make to pay anybody.
0: Well
2: think about this. They you saw you saw they picked up uh Jamar Chase in the draft, right? right. I'm I'm looking at their tied in depth chart and I didn't know that this guy signed with them. Thaddeus Moss. Oh wow! Yeah, he went
1: he went undrafted. No,
2: no, no. Well, he got drafted. He didn't. He went undrafted last year. He was playing with the uh, the football team in Washington, and got released. And now he's a Cincinnati Bengal playing with his old college.
1: Holy shit!
2: The yeah. LSU Bengals. That, that's that's what it's turning into. It's literally turning into that. And my God. Yeah.
1: More like the SEC Bengals, because I mean, oh no, no, there's no more AG Green. Um, but still, that's, that's, that's nuts. I mean, I think daddy is lost, even though I don't think he's very good. You know, Burrow might find the, if, if anyone's going to get the best out of him, it's Burrow. him. It's Burrow. Um, and then with Jamar Chase right there, I, I, man, I don't know. I, I, well, is the pick going to be a good one? We have no fucking clue. I, honestly, I think they're both going to ball out. I think Sewell's, it's, it's kind of sucks though for Sewell because He's gonna be he's gonna be a 6 year vet before the Lions even have a chance to make the playoff.
0: But, yeah. You
1: know, but you know what? Moving on to other NFL topics, man. There's a lot of cool stuff that's happened here post draft. Um, some really, really cool things, actually. Um, one of the first things is that um, Tim Tebow, right? Another former number one overall pick, right? Another former Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner, has found <laughs> his way back into the headlines once again as after signing a one-year deal to play at the tight end position for the Jacksonville Jaguars under former coach Urban Meyer. You couldn't make this shit up, except they did. So now, they're in Jacksonville. You got a former number one overall pick, Heisman winner, who is going to be catching balls from a number one overall pick from a Heisman runner-up. And... (laughs) And they also
2: drafted. They also drafted. Um, what's uh, Trevor Lawrence's running back from Clemson in the yep. first round as well?
1: Travis Etienne.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is getting weirdly interesting.
1: No, yeah, that that's not the only combo that they actually put together in this draft. No, they're yeah, because you have the the Chase Burrow combo they put together. Mm-hmm. They got Lawrence Etienne. Um, which, by the way, is a borderline questionable pick. Because, and I don't want to get too far off topic here, but they have a borderline offensive rookie in the year there in James Robinson. He was that good.
2: Un- he was so good. Kid,
1: that kid was really, really, really good. So, I don't really know what they do with him or how they're going to treat him, given that, I mean, hell, I mean... The kid put up last year, and you just drafted a running back in the first
0: round. Yeah, but
2: let's let's get on the real topic. Let's right. let's talk about how the hell did Tebow get a job before some of these other great players?
1: Hey there, y'all! Back again. Sorry, short technical difficulty there. Um, we're back on the NFL conversation. We were picking up right back where we just left off, and um, talking about the players um, that. Are still out there on the market who have played games more recently than Tim Tebow. Um, Tony, if you want to go ahead and start and bring one out.
2: I mean, let's just start with one, one guy who is local to us, right? Okay. And I mean, really local to us. I'm talking about Des Bryant. Ooh. Des Bryant, how the hell does he not have a job? I know he was with Baltimore, and I wish he was still with Baltimore, but. Come on! What? what, Tim Tebow's been out of football for what? Five years? Five, six years?
1: More like seven or eight. Has
0: it been that long? Shit.
1: It really has been. No, yeah, seriously. And then not just Dez. I love Dez. I can go on a rant about Dez. But just for the people out there who keep bringing it up, even though I may not be the biggest fan of it, and I might think he's washed, but athletically speaking, I don't think he's any worse off than Tim Tebow, and that's Colin Kaepernick. Like, I mean, you mean to think that, I mean, shit, I'm sure Colin Kaepernick could play. Maybe not necessarily quarterback, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure he could play football. Like, come on. The guy is a fucking football player, he could play football. Uh, you got guys like that. Percy Harvin is actually out there looking to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Kenny Perf-
2: Stills is still a free agent, right? Uh, so actually, you know, Mar- I got I got a few. Uh, Kenny Stills, uh, Danny Amendola. I got Golden
1: Tate. What about Marquise Lee? Does he have a chance of coming back anywhere? I would say so.
2: Also, um, Alshon Jeffrey.
1: Okay, is he offic- Was he even officially out the league?
2: No, Alshon Jeffrey was definitely not out the league. He just didn't sign a contract with uh, Philly. Right. So he's available. Oh, imagine him going back with Carson in Indianapolis.
1: Fuck it. Oh my fun. God. They could use that. They could. They could really use the help. But the point here is, guys, is that there are a number of guys out there, legit names out there, that don't have jobs, and here Tim Tim Tebow is fucking prancing. Fucking his way into Jacksonville, le- linking up. This, this is the pure, and this is a lesson. I'm gonna go ahead and spit some game out to you, kids out there, if you're listening. But this is the pure definition of: it's not what you know, it's who you know. Hey, mother- exactly. He's linking. He's linking. He's linking back up with his old coach, Urban Meyer, trying to spark a little fire. You know, you're not really gonna lose anything by bringing Tebow in your locker room, especially if he removes the whole quarterback aspect, right? going there he's going to provide immediate leadership right he's going to take a lot of pressure off of trevor lawrence he's going to help you know i i, I just think there are too many positives to pass up on someone like tim tebow in that situation it's honestly tailor-made you know urban meyer is, is in his first year in the nfl as a head coach and with tim tebow there i mean it's basically you're basically hiring a quarterback coach to play tight end and possibly be your third QB on the depth chart, which no one has talked about yet. No one. No one brought this up yet. But you have to think he's got to be the QB 3, right?
2: You would have to put him at QB 3, right?
1: Or 2. Do you put him at 2? No, two?
2: no. I wouldn't put him at 2. 3, right. <laughs> 3. Yeah. You still have Gardner Minshew. So. Oh, right. Yeah. You can't forget about Mr. Florida Man himself like he literally looks like the uh, antithesis of
1: florida like seriously is if he I, that that's an awesome idea to keep him around you basically got like because Minchu he he wasn't a first round pick himself but i think he ended up playing like like one at times and but i don't know i i think while his stock is still high enough they should i mean i don't know i think they, if if lawrence really is this generational talent then they need to sell Minshew stock while it's high and see what they can get for him. I'm sure there's there's plenty of teams out there that are looking for a solid backup QB or just unsure. You know, maybe even a team like Chicago. the Saints. But yeah, Chicago or the Saints might be a perfect place for Gardner Minshew to go to.
2: I would love to see him in New Orleans because I think he would fit right in. But at the same time, they would. have all this. It, I've talked to Saints fans recently, and I, we're not just talking about my uh, co-host on my podcast, Jeff. I'm talking about I've talked to Saints fans, and they, they believe in Jameis. I don't get it. I, I will so never, dumb. I will never get Jameis Winston. Like, yes, I love the fact that he's rededicated himself to the game. I also love the fact that, oh, he got LASIK. So, he's supposed to be able to see the field better. Dude, it's the same guy who set the NFL record for interceptions in a season. He had a 30-30 season. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's who nuts. the hell does that?
1: That's nuts. Nuts. It's it's wild. Wild. I've been meaning to go back and, like, re-watch, like, a compilation of that too, actually, because like it just blows my mind. Like, I, I'm not even fucking kidding. Like, I don't even think I would be capable of throwing 30 picks. Like, that sounds, like, really hard. Now, granted, I don't think I could throw 30 TDs, though, either.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but it, it, if it comes down to, like, throwing the ball deep downfield or…
1: Or not throwing it at another human being wearing the wrong colored jersey. Yeah, exactly. I think we have a better chance of not throwing it to the guy wearing the wrong colored jersey. Uh,
2: it, 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 it baffles me to know that he's that guy. He is that guy who's always going to have that record too. It, he was a Heisman Trophy winner. He he almost I mean, yeah, won a I mean, national I mean, championship. Yeah, I
1: mean, I love Jameis. Like, I, I really he's a he's a great guy. But God damn it, is he such a bust? And he knows it too. Uh, but if know? he if he
2: turns it around somehow in New Orleans, then congratulations, New Orleans! You didn't have to go anywhere to find anything.
1: Yeah, I just I don't know I.
2: It, it, also, it, the Taysom I, Hill thing just lingering over uh, Jameis the entire time is weird.
1: You know, I think the this, Saints this kind of just frustrated me, though, in that sense. I think they need to be going all in on, like even though I don't think Carson Wentz is going to end up being anything, the saints should have been one of some of the people going all in on that, but I know they don't have the money, you know, hopefully after this year they find a way to free up some cap and take a page out of the Belichick GM playbook and just find a way to, you know, like McAfee says, right? Like all these, the salary cap isn't real, right? Like just put in voided years, incentives here, you know, bonus here right and just make it happen you know the 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 saints are built to win now and they're not going to get anywhere letting money just you know eating dead cap space and doing nothing with what they have and watching it (coughs) you know like either blow it up either blow it up now with breeze or go all in on somebody to try and win right now at this very moment But, hey, that's a conversation for a different day. I wanted to get back to the Tebow thing and just ask you um, this one serious question, Tony. Okay. Okay? This is a gambling show. Where would you put the over-under on Tebow's reception in 2021?
0: Ah,
2: shit. (laughs)
1: Um... Near Vegas, you got to put a line out.
2: Uh, I mean I would put a, a, a 25 That's all 20, I see
1: 25 and a half Or 24 and a half
2: I, I'll say 25
1: and a half So He would have Like one to two A game
2: Yeah cause I don't see him Being a target For Trevor Lawrence I see him more Who's as
1: starting tight end In Jacksonville Shit That's a question
2: I have no fucking. Clue. I have not even the slightest clue. Um, Jaguars.
1: Like uh, who would they even draft? Like,
2: I'm. Lo- I'm looking at their depth chart as we speak. Uh, Chris Manhertz. Uh, you also have James, O'Shaughnessy and Luke Farrell. Oh, and also Tim Tebow. <laughs> So nobody. Nobody, dude. Like I here's the thing, I know the name O'Shaughnessy because uh I think he was Jameis Winston's tight end at Florida State. And I think he's the grandson
1: of Jack Nicholson, the golf legend. No kidding. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, but you know, speaking of speaking of Florida, like part of what brought this up to me earlier was I was watching the uh I was—I don't. Know if you, I'm sure you've seen a couple episodes. Have you ever watched the I Am Athlete podcast? Oh, who
0: hasn't? Yeah,
1: right, 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 With uh, with uh, Brandon Marshall, Fred Taylor, Jamin Crowder, um, and uh, who's the other? Oh, Ocho Cinco. Oh. Yeah, Chad, bro, Chad. Right. Yeah, Chad. Fucking Ocho. Yeah, and uh, one of the episodes I watched earlier today was um, actually the one with Cam Newton. And, oh my God. Yeah. And they took it back to those Florida days. And I was just, you know, of course I'm surprised there's no 30 for 30 on this yet, but I was just thinking like, God damn, like how, by many the way, athletes? going back. Yeah. How many, like just studs were on those teams in a couple years span, like, like Cam was going through his draft, uh, his recruiting class. And the names are just ridiculous, dude. Like the, that Florida team was nuts. Like, you're talking about guys on that team that literally have done everything from like go on mission trips to murder human beings
2: like eric like, like aaron hernandez uh tebow um
1: who is percy Harvin. percy harvin cam, cam newton was the backup quarterback yeah think about urban that meyer, shit urban meyer was the head coach um god man there were so many uh there were just so many big names so many so many big names on those squads and you gotta think like holy shit like what a different time that was man quite literally probably the best college football team ever assembled
2: that, it, it's, it's crazy to think about like how many players in that that Florida team in particular what like the way Urban Meyer was recruiting it's kind of like yeah. the same way you see Like, you saw the Miami Hurricanes in the early 2000s, the way they were recruiting, like, how different those teams were. Because a lot of the kids were local.
1: Yeah, they were, man. They were. Um, In fact, there's another one that I forgot to mention, the Pouncey Brothers.
2: Oh, my God. I forgot about them.
1: Yeah, the Pouncey Brothers, um, Joe Hayden. Oh, shit, yeah. Deontay Thompson. Holy... Carlos Dunlap Ah Beast at The end Yeah dude You had some A.J. Jones Um Jesus Christ Yeah there was um, There was players bro There was Emmanuel, players Emmanuel Moody um, <laughs> Oh my god Major Wright um, Hey Let's see here God damn Rashad There's a There's a Dunbar, lot Janoris Jenkins
2: That's a name
1: um, and let's see here Try, There's another one I'm missing here That was on the tip of my tongue But um, yeah man These guys were like stupid stacked From top to bottom Really quite literally impossible to beat Which is why you hear so much about these guys But man I wonder how much of this magic He's going to be able to bring to this team Tim Tebow and all man I mean overall It <laughs> I mean, whenever they signed him, the Vegas odds did not move up or down in any direction, which is pretty typical, you know, because I think that even Vegas thinks, hell, there's probably a good chance this guy doesn't even play a single game. Like, like, what do you think the over under is on games he'll actually play?
2: Um, Three.
1: That's actually very reasonable. I because
2: I, I never high. said, here's the thing I never said anything about a regular season, I said three there's three preseason games <laughs> <God damn. laughs> Fair. I'm just being honest like I don't know if he makes the squad like
1: no yeah no kidding I mean I think seriously though I, I mean just in all like last thing you want to do and, and and here's why I think he will okay here's why I think he will um Last thing the Jags want to do is put themselves in a situation like what Denver did last year, which was have to fucking, which was basically have to call up a guy like me and play the quarterback. Bro, that was the
2: weirdest game I've ever watched. And that was like, look, we can't blame Denver during that because your whole quarterback locker room got COVID. The entirety of it. So we're having to deal with a a guy who hadn't played quarterback. Since he played quarterback at Vanderbilt,
1: what?
0: Wow!
2: Like, wow. and that was it was oh god, it was the worst game, the worst game to watch, and I watched it. Wow! Oh, I can't I can't stand watching football games where you know there's somebody at a position that just. doesn't it doesn't feel right that they're there
1: (laughs) no shit right like we used to call we used to call call that playing for the Browns. oh my god
2: now it's the Bengals.
1: yeah no shit
2: i feel bad for i feel bad for uh, burrow man i do
1: i do because I, i am a joey burrow fan uh i just hate that he ended up in cincinnati like I, I really wish he would have ended up in a more marquee team, so like his name sticks around more in our minds. But you know who knows? I mean, there there was a time where I thought the Bengals. But and uh, oh man, the Giants beat the Rangers. That's uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, but yeah, uh, Tebow and go Man, I think he'll play. Um, I think I think he'll play like. I'll, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I, for the, he'll be on the roster for the reason I just said, but I think he'll play like three or four games. Um,
2: three or four snaps.
1: Yeah. So I think the over/under on his receptions. <laughs> ten. It might okay. be more. It might be more like ten. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see what that is like. If he does make the roster, I might be down to. I might be down to bet the over on the. Uh, On the Tebow receptions for the year, I'd definitely be interested in that. Now, but I'd still would take the under on the yards. That motherfucker ain't going nowhere. Oh yeah, who knows? Like, Like, could you imagine? Like putting actually, dude, I don't know. Could you imagine Trevor Lawrence? Okay, okay, picture this. Okay, picture uh this. All right, Um, third and goal from the two. Lawrence in the shotgun Shotgun set Oh shit he's, he's in the shotgun With a two back set You got uh, Travis Etn on the left Tim Tebow on your right Okay It's a fucking It's a, like a dual option draw play And you have ET, oh, You have Tebow lead blocking for Etn, Or you got d- Dude Tebow is a lead blocker Jesus Christ You know what I mean That motherfucker
2: Yeah He's but, massive
1: Tim Tebow would be a versatile weapon, I think, at the goal line. Like, he's still a big motherfucker. We he's do realize
2: he, when he was running the ball as, at the quarterback position, he wasn't going down.
1: He was revolutionizing what it meant to be a mobile quarterback as a white guy.
2: Yeah, just please. All I ask is uh, seriously, you know, with Tebow, if you do get the ball, don't go down. We, You know how many people want you to score a touchdown, man?
1: No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. What, what was the last mobile quarterback that was a white guy before Steve, or Steve Young. after?
2: Steve Young. Steve Young, Steve Young right? Steve Young. Steve
1: Young. That's the only person I can even think of that comes to my mind.
2: Because, like, that, he had to escape for his life. Yep. And now oh we got a new byu quarterback that plays for new york looks like a baby face
1: nuts right oh my Nothing god 15 years old how how does he look that
2: young and then he got scared around a whole bunch of dudes
1: he's got that fucking perfect <laughs> hair jesus christ oh, right and then he's scared of me around black people I was like what the fuck is that bro <laughs> like <laughs> that's how i know he's a bust he, fucking, he used the he got the ad, that whatever ghost or pcp was inside of adam gates that day yeah his
0: interview
1: yep. it was, was whatever was in wilson that day because he did not look like he wanted to be around the brothers um but uh but yeah so um just because i would love to kind of you know get in and chime the topic on it i wanted to move on to talking about the whole aaron Rodgers situation Mm. so to patch everybody up right now um if you haven't i don't know if you've been living under a rock for the last two years aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers are not in the best situation right now with one another the front office has made numerous mistakes numerous now mistakes is i know normally associated with an opinion but there's really not much opinion to go around here The Green Bay Packers have lost two consecutive NFC championship games. For those that don't know what that is, it's a game before the Super Bowl. So they've lost that game in back-to-back years. And instead of helping out their MVP quarterback to get to the next point and get to that Super Bowl and hopefully win another ring before he retires, they have consistently, consistently decided to do things like draft a defensive player for nine in the last 10 drafts and the one time they did pick an offensive player it was to use assets to trade up in the draft to pick a quarterback in the first round that quarterback in the form of jordan love now there are a million things we can talk about that all day long i could talk about that for hours why in the hell would you pick a quarterback trade up for one whenever you have literally the MVP of the league on your team with potentially four to five years left in him to to play with. You quite literally are never going to use this guy. You could have picked a first-round a, a first wide receiver and helped him out. Devontae Adams is out there eating because he has to. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other conversation. The point is this has gotten to the point where Rodgers is demanding – not necessarily demanding out as much as he's res- re re uh, he's re uh, resenting getting in. You know, he's not in there demanding a trade, but he's basically saying, look, I'm fucking done with you guys. You know? Um a little bit different than the way people normally go about this. Because Rodgers is totally cool with not playing football anymore, it sounds like. Which I don't think has anything to do with his love for the game. But if we were going to get into the hypotheticals here, like every other team probably besides two or three squads has got to be asking themselves, how the hell do we get that guy in our building? And what I wanted to ask you, Tony, was... Out of the potential suitors out there for a potential Aaron Rodgers to come in their building, pretend, let's go ahead and say, let's go ahead and say every team has unlimited cap room. It's just a matter of Rodgers would want to go there and, and the team could fit him. Okay. Who would you think would be the most who, who, who would be the most exciting suitor for you or the one that you would like to see the most? And you can base that off of either most successful or you would just like to see it the most.
2: Well, okay, we're going off of that. Because I have two, like, realistically, I have two teams that yeah, could you know be. What?
1: Yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Give me your realistic one and then give me your, but I would love to see you.
2: I have two realistic ones. It's Vegas. No, give me your gimme give, give me the, the- Oh, it's this Denver. It's Denver. Okay. And it's just because Denver has the assets available to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And they act their their team is young. They still have a motherfucking crazy defense over there. Like you still have Vaughn Miller and I think Bradley Chubb is over there still. Wow, And don't get me started on the secondary. Don't don't get me started on a lot of things. Their defense is still crazy. Imagine Rodgers doing what Peyton Manning did.
1: That would be nuts.
2: Going to Denver and winning a Super Bowl. Jesus. Yeah. For some reason, Denver has this aura of we can win with old quarterbacks. Okay. Somehow. They did it with Elway when he was old. They did it with Peyton when he was old. Rogers is 38. People forget that. He is 38 years old. He is old. For NFL standards. Except Tom Brady is the literal exception to the rule because he keeps defying time. I don't understand that man At all But If I was gonna have fun with this
1: Okay Send his ass to New Orleans Dude that's so crazy you say that That's Dude you God go ahead ahead and explain why Like
2: you already got Michael
1: Thomas there
0: Who
2: If you put Rodgers with Thomas, who actually likes to throw to freaking receivers, that guy is going to have another
1: crazy season.
2: Oh, and then don't get me started on Kamara in the backfield. That
1: would be bonkers. If you had Rodgers to play with those toys, man, good fucking God now and the funny thing is going back to your point about denver you know i know so i will kind of i will kind of contradict you a bit here and say that denver's defense actually last year was actually kind of bad but there are two reasons why they were they were hurt they were hurt five well, are three reasons why they were hurt a lot they had to play patrick mahomes twice a year and they had nothing going on on offense, and the defense was basically forced to play offense for them. Exactly. So that doesn't really, I don't really knock them too hard for that. Um, and imagine, but, like, but think about that. that. But using that same point, the Saints were actually a top five defense less last year. Exactly. Which is very, very different to what they're normally used to having. Because they're used to being normally. Yeah, if Rogers was in New Orleans, he would have a sturdy defense and weapons for days. I can only imagine what somebody would like Aaron Rodgers could do with a consistent weapon like Michael Thomas. Now, that is no knock against Devontae Adams. I think that Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams are on the same level actually. And I actually think they're actually pretty good comps in terms of production with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. But with Alvin Kamara in the backfield, that is not comparable Aaron Rodgers has never had a running back like Alvin Kamara um he's never had a he's never had a weapon like that and no. I, you know I love me some Adam Jones but he can't
0: do, can do. now um, no
2: let me let me read something real quick because this came out today according to nfl network's ian rappinport the packers have made a significant long-term contract offer to Rodgers, who has reportedly told people within the organization that he does not want to return to the team in 2021 packers brass maintain they do not want to deal the quarterback rogers has been involved in the contract talks per rappinport but he hasn't been willing to sign a deal even though some of what has been reportedly offered to him has been
1: historic I mean he shouldn't care about that anymore I, I just don't feel like he wants to be there no, nah, oh. I don't get. I don't give a fuck what they're offering him. Like if I'm, I mean, of course, this is me talking as a fan, right? But mm-hmm. if I'm Rodgers, who gives a shit? I'm like you could pay me fifty million a year, I'm not going back. Like, like it's not even really a matter of the money, because like, at that point, shit. If I'm coming back, if anything, I want to take less, because I'm trying to fucking win. It's like, not like, even about it it's. It's not about the money. it's not about the money at all give me some weapons wins? man give me some weapons yeah take that fucking money and go pay somebody else go give me julio jones asshole.
2: give me a line man give me give me a better line give me a better receiver give me some better running backs There's even no, though i do right. love aaron hey, but, jones
1: but but let's let's uh let's daydream for a second julio julio jones
2: and he's uh, apparently available be. he's available
1: oh Look, I'll I'll say this. I too think Denver is the most realistic option. However, I disagree with a lot of people in the in the mainstream sports media in thinking that the Broncos are an Aaron Rodgers away from a Super Bowl team. I don't think that team is that strapped. Like Philip Lindsay is a decent like fantasy running back. Like KJ Hamler is is a, is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Jerry Judy is a good weapon. I think he'll be good for years to come. But I don't neither one of those guys is a DeVonte Adams. They don't have an Alvin Kamara in the backfield. I don't think that team that team is just too mediocre to me. Like Denver might be able to make it work, but I don't I just don't see that working out. I really don't. So like that that's what that's the kind of position I think Rodgers is kind of stuck in and has to really consider is that The suitors that are out there to get them Uh aren't winnable. And ironically enough, and I was going to call in the Pat McAfee show every day and bring this up, and I've been meaning to, and I still might do it tomorrow, actually. But the one team that would have been the perfect place for Rodgers to go post-draft after all this news has come out already pulled the trigger on their guy. And that's the Indianapolis Colts. If the Colts would have waited, if they would have waited for all of this shit to play out, they would have been able to spend their money on a discounted Aaron Rodgers and made a disc and, and made a deal cross-conference with the Packers. So now the Colts have kind of low key shot themselves in the foot because they would have been the perfect team for Aaron Rodgers to go to.
2: That makes sense.
1: Holy crap. And they have the weapons. They have so many weapons. They have the weapons to win now. They have the defense to win now. And they have hella assets. They would have been the perfect team. Way, way, way better suitable to win now than any of these other teams that are in the talkings right now, like the Broncos or the Raiders. Come on, man. You got to admit, the Colts fucked up here. They pulled the trigger on Wentz. Way too early. If they were willing to trade and pay for a quarterback, you could have made the exact same deal. Even if you had to pay, give up more or pay a little more, you would have gladly done it for Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat.
2: And imagine he uh, ha- having Rodgers in studio every week instead of having him over of like a Zoom call.
1: Man, I got to admit, dude, the Rodgers and the Colts would have been. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Oh, my gosh. Now, that would have been nuts. So, I don't know, man. Like That's kind of disappointing. Like, I got to admit, like I think the Colts really dropped the ball on that one. I'm surprised McAfee hasn't brought that up because it really appears like the perfect person, the perfect suitor just pulled the trigger too early and just they just they just asked out the cute girl because they didn't want to ask out the hot girl because they didn't think she would say yes or something you know what i mean gotta do so so, damn dude i i just kind of i don't know and because of that which is why i'm partially a believer that he'll stay in green bay but i don't know um but i just wanted to say i do agree with you denver Denver, New Orleans, you know, New Orleans would be the only team that I think besides the Colts that could put Rodgers in a position to win now. Um, That could actually make sense. Um, Ironically enough, I think Chicago might be the only other team that I think might be able to do something or Seattle, um, if that were ever to actually work out, but very, very unlikely. Keeping around the NFL, um, I wanted to go ahead and uh, and do this a little bit, Tony, and uh, kind of hit you with a couple of uh, you know we're in the off season, we have some time to kind of kill. Oh yeah. I wanted to hit you with some quirky questions and see uh, test your football knowledge. Are you up for that? Absolutely. All right. I loved it. Okay, guys, we're gonna do some Hammer Time trivia, cross host to host here on Hammer Time. We're gonna hammer tony today with a couple of you know simple questions that every football fan should know you know some really 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 simple things um let's see here what's the first one i want to hit you with um what player tony what okay. player led the nfl for most rushing touchdowns in 2003 with 27 was it priest holmes Jamal Lewis, Amon Green, or Marshall Falk?
2: 2003. Okay. Because I think that's the year that... It seems like that was the year that Priest Holmes had uh, led the the league in rushing yards. It feels like that. But I'm going to guess... Was it Marshall Falk? Let's see.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm going to go ahead and think it is Priest Holmes. Let's see. Ah! uh Priest Holmes played a vital role in the Kansas City 9 0 start franchise best 13 3 season as he set an NFL record with 27 touchdowns in 2003. All right. Dang. Who was the first professional quarterback to pass for 5,000 yards in a season? Ooh. Was it Dan Marino, Tom Brady, Warren Moon, or Peyton Manning?
2: Was it Warren Moon?
1: That's right. Yeah. That Moon felt became right. the first professional quarterback to pass for 5,000 yards in a season by reaching exactly 5,000 yards in 1982. I, it, wait exactly five thousand yards on the dot
2: how do you do that
1: god bless his soul man here's another good one uh what nfl team scored the most points in a single super bowl is it the packers cowboys patriots or niners oh uh, uh, yeah
2: it's the, it's the
1: cowboys wait Fuck it no it's nope, that's the niners 49ers defeated the Broncos in Super Bowl in 1990. In 1990, scored 55 points. Ah, dude, I don't know why I blanked. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this one because the Cowboys had the biggest blowout ever besides the one the year before. Remember they blew out the Bills 51 yep. to 17. But the Broncos have the only, I mean the Niners have the only ever the biggest blowout.
2: And that was like the highest combined score in Super Bowl history, too, I believe, in that exactly. game as well. Yep. yo
1: here, well, here's a here's a here's a here's a good one. This will test your kind of depth of football knowledge here. This is a, but they, the the multiple choice makes it easy. Which NFL no I'm not even gonna give the multiple choice. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, hey, which, uh, which NFL team has played in both an AFC and NFC championship game? The 49ers, oh. Cardinals, Seahawks, or Jaguars? Oh, it's the it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, Seahawks. Wow. Actually, I'm wrong. I thought it was the Cardinals. Right. Yeah, it's
2: because, uh, what is it? Before the realignments,
1: they were an right. AFC team. See, I thought it was the Cardinals since they've been around for 100 years.
2: No, but they've always, always been an NFC team. They just moved from Chicago to St. Louis to uh, Arizona.
1: Oh, that's a good one. You're right. You're right. Okay. Oh, here's another good one. How many times has Drew Brees passed for over 5,000 yards? What? Two, three, four, or five (laughs) (laughs)
2: times? Oh, fuck. This is a Jeffrey question.
1: (laughs) I bet he still don't know it.
2: I bet he doesn't either. Back I'm gonna guess. To call in,
1: all
2: right? <laughs> is there a lifeline? No. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna guess four.
1: Ah, uh, uh, is it five? Fucking five. It's five times. Wow! No other quarterback oh. has done more than once.
0: Jesus.
1: That's awesome. That's ridiculous. Okay, here's a cool one. Which running back set an NFL record with 40 points in a single game? Was it Emmitt Smith, Ernie Nevers, Jim Thorpe, or LaDamian Tomlinson? Wait, so 40 points by himself? By himself.
2: It's not Emmitt. I'm sorry, it's not Emmett No, him. it's not Emmett No, um It said Ernie
1: Nevers Any na- Ernie Nevers, Jim Thorpe Ladanian, oh, Ladanian
2: Tom- Tom- why, the T- 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 why is Ladanian T- on this list? I think it might be Oh, it's either Nevers or Ladanian. Uh, I'm gonna go with the TCU
1: Go, uh Go Ladanian. Fuck I'm going to go wild card I'm going to say Jim Thorpe uh, oh. it, has, it has to be Ernie
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Ernie On Thanksgiving Day in 1929 What the fuck Superstar f- running back Ernie never scores all 40 points In the Cardinals 40-6 to victory over the Chicago Bears oh, What the fuck Thanksgiving Day in 1920 something What the fuck God damn I would have never gotten that God, me either. Let's see here. Um, oh, here's a good here's an here's an easy one. Which which player legally changed his name to match his jersey number? Oh, it's Chad Johnson. Perfect. Also, for, um, also, if you want if
2: anybody wants to watch anything good on Viceland, there is a new series called Dark Side of Football. And the first episode is about why uh NFL wide receiver divas, and it's mainly focused on Chad Johnson. Wow, and it
1: is oh, it is, it's a good watch. Oh, here's a good one. Um, you know, it's an easy one and a good one. Um, what team drafted Brett Favre? Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. It's an easy one. Okay, now here's a harder one what are the only two teams from the NFL's founding franchises that remain active? Is it the Vikings giants, Cowboys, Niners, bears, Cardinals, or Packers Browns?
2: Um, So read that question
1: again. What are the only two teams from the NFL's founding franchises that remain active?
2: Oh, it's Vikings, it's
1: Giants, it's it's Cowboys it's, C, Niners, C, it's Bears, C. Cards, Packers, Browns. You said Bears, Cards. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. They have been around the longest. That's a good one.
2: They're forever, and they're both
1: started in Chicago. Okay, let's see here. Year was sudden death overtime adopted by the NFL.
2: 1974. Good shit. He, I
1: didn't even read them all. Uh,
2: the the game, the first game to actually implement the making rule ties. was a. It, the first game to use the rule it was a Jets Giants game. I somehow saw that today.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Here's 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 one, here's my last one here for you, and it's really tough. Which Titans wide receiver was tackled at the one yard line short of a potential game tying touchdown? Wow, he's got it, people. Tony
2: (laughs) didn't even need a multiple
1: choice, (laughs) didn't even need it
2: because I, I, I that's one of the first games I ever watched as a football fan. Okay,
1: okay, come on. I got, I got to stump you here. Which, who was the only Super Bowl MVP to have played on a losing team?
2: Uh, it's a cowboy. Uh, it's uh. Is it Harvey Dent?
1: The choices are Randy White, Chuck Howley, oh, Larry uh, Konska, and Dan Lawson. Landolf. Oh, it's, it's, it's it's Randy White.
2: <laughs> no fucking bullshit. Is it,
1: uh, is it Chuck Howley? What kind of name yeah. is Howley? Chuck uh, Howley, yeah, a linebacker from the Cowboys, and they lost to the Colts. I
2: knew it was a Cowboy. That's the worst part. It was like, yeah, we we lost the Super Bowl against um what was it? The Colts. And we still somehow had the Super Bowl MVP. It's Super Bowl V, by the way. Yeah, it was
1: Super Bowl V. Oh, uh, you stumped me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: hilarious. Um, let's see here. Um all right. Yeah. We can roll with that. That was a good one. Ah, here's, a, here's a Cowboy one. We'll roll away with this. What former Dallas Cowboy replaced Phil Sims as the color analyst in the NFL telecast on CBS?
2: It's Tony Romo. Our,
1: Our favorite go to guy, my childhood hero, mentor, and adopted father, Tony Romo.
2: Think about this in three years, ESPN and ABC are going to have another Super Bowl.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's weird. ABC having a Super Bowl is crazy.
2: Yeah, it's like, when's the last time we saw that?
1: Is it just going to be the uh, Monday Night Football?
2: I think it's going to be the Monday Night Football crew. Yeah. That's what
1: I'm saying. Yeah.
2: But who's doing Monday Night? That's a whole different question for another day. I think
1: kind of cool. Even though Monday Night Football gets ragged on, I'm actually still a big fan. Like, I love the graphics. I love the like i mean i love the height like i know the ratings don't reflect like what they used to but i think it's fire still like i the quality like the image quality is a1 Mm -hmm. the graphics are a1 i love the fact that it's a night game you know what i mean like i think it's just really cool like I, i think i think i don't know to me it hasn't really lost its luster in fact i think it's actually kind of badass but you know i understand how the common fan might not enjoy it as much
2: like i i love monday night football and now with the new contract with the nfl they're able to flex games onto monday night as well as sunday night
1: see and that's something that they should have done years ago which it's it's so
2: nice to be able to do that because some of the matchups that they've had on monday night for the last few years have been absolute utter garbage awful yeah it's like unwatchable and yeah now the nfl has the money again they can do some things give us the matchups that we want to see so we can watch monday night football like Unintentionally, that Chiefs Rams matchup from two years ago was one of the greatest Monday Night Football games possibly ever. Yeah, and it was. We need more like we need we need more games like that.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Like, there were there were numerous games last season where I was just like, why in the hell is this here? Like, like I like like ironically enough, with my Cowboys. Like, I remember specifically. Remember when they had the uh, the. Uh, uh, what the fuck was the name? Danucci, Danucci. When he started oh. fucking, uh, when he started fucking against the Eagles in Philly, right? Like that game should not have been on Sunday Night Football. That was so bad. Oh my so god, So awful, so awful. I remember Pat McAfee had a bit about it, right? It's like, can you imagine, like Ben Danucci going telling his his fucking nieces and nephews one day in like forty years from now? It's like, yeah. Remember that time I played quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football? He could literally, he could, he could, that's the
2: crazy part is he could really say that and he has
1: proof. Ben, you're, Uncle Ben, you're drunk again. You're fucking talking about football again. Somehow he just pulls it up
2: on YouTube. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Like, dude, that really happened. I started for the Dallas Cowboys on, in the middle of a playoff race on Sunday night football. Oh my god. Her oh first gosh. place
2: with her first place on the line.
0: But it was so oh we don't
2: talk about that season. We uh, Oh god.
0: my god a cat. Oh.
1: But hey, hey, you know what? I'll wrap up football talk with this though while I brought the Cowboys up. Cowboy fan here, really quick. What did you think of our draft and is there a player you're most excited to watch besides Michael Parsons?
2: Oh... Me, we got a lot of defense in this draft uh, like the entire thing yeah. was defense which I was very impressed with which I think the only other time that happened was what Carolina last year yep and uh, it's ex- like I was asking for corners that's what I was asking for we got corners finally yeah like, we did and not just any like pushover corners like the the kids they got in this yeah, draft. Man.
1: Kelvin Joseph, um Nashawn Wright, and uh Israel Makuma Yes. Um those are the cute the C that they got um the 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 highest one pick notably obviously is kelvin joseph you know i was looking into kelvin joseph and apparently the kid is actually a first round graded talent Do you know why he slipped the second round Hmm. the biggest knock on him um wasn't necessarily his physical attributes because he actually he actually only played eight games in this last season and he had four picks Jesus um,
2: fucking Christ!
1: He, yeah, he, he averages like a pick every other game. Um, he actually he was actually he started off at LSU and then transferred to Kentucky for more exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason he slipped in the draft is because there were questions about his love Of the game and how serious he was with football. Um, because while he was in college, he dropped six albums.
2: Bro, what a boss! <laughs> 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 That's dedication. I don't give a fuck what you guys talking about.
1: That's what i said What? <laughs> six albums?
2: I gotta, six bro, six albums. where are these albums? Where could I listen to
1: them? I, <laughs> I need I don't to hear know. this. Bro, I don't know, but I found that out right before the show. What I, the I don't fuck? Know. I was literally looking it up and I was like, you gotta be shitting me. This motherfucker got six studio albums.
0: Like where, bro? Like, come on. <laughs> we,
2: can't yeah. just, we can't just find this out and just like, oh.
1: Wait, yeah what? i'm gonna find out kelvin joseph's like stage name and look him up on spotify like i listened to cole beasley's album the one he dropped a couple that was, was kind of fire though that was kind of that fire. one was kind of fire he didn't
2: get any credit for that i'm like white boys sounding pretty fire on the on record he don't sound like no eminem either
1: no exactly it's kind of uh very melodic i give cole beasley some credit um, but yeah, so what? Like, is there anybody that you like besides Michael Parsons? Is it Kelvin Joseph, I'm assuming, if you're uh, on cornerback?
2: I think for me, um, yeah, it's either Joseph or um, uh, the, I don't know how to say his name, Osiah. Okay. O- I'm not. I'm never oh. gonna do. Oh, oh, I just oh.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Osa uh, Ode Oh, is that Ode That's
2: a bad name. Uh, uh, yeah. like, at least he's for... actually, yeah.
1: He's a good. He's a. He's a. He's a stud too. Yeah. I'm also, actually, the um, the
2: Jabril Cox
1: pick is. I was about really to cool? say that that was the guy I was gonna say. He's actually um, he's actually the kid that I I think might be the steal of the draft. Jabril Cox was actually um. Before he went on to play at a North Dakota State, he was actually a, an LSU product. Um, very, very good. He plays uh, inside linebacker. Um, I think the kid has a ton of talent. I think he really, really does. Um, only knock is, I mean, the, the level of competition. But he had already proven that he could do it at a different level. Yeah,
2: he did it at LSU. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um,
2: also... Mm-hmm. the thing I found out during the draft while watching everything that the Cowboys when they signed Keanu Neal they didn't sign him to play safety they signed him to play linebacker, linebacker.
1: yep yep. that linebacker room is going to be crowded just like the uh, defensive line room but hey with Dan Quinn at the helm you know I'd rather overload him with you know with 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 roster with this roster on the defensive side and let them just filter it out because think about it i mean the cowboys picked up nine different players and on the defensive side of the ball in the draft they have picked up three or four players through free agency you've literally signed and you've literally drafted and signed an entire roster on the defensive side of the ball now let's assume that Nine of those guys are absolute bust bullshit, okay? I'm okay with that, because if you can add three studs to any NFL defense, you're talking about flipping it up on its head.
2: Okay, yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because
1: I also, I think they drafted the amount of linebackers. You literally make it 28% better.
2: Yeah, and they drafted these linebackers because there's still, like, okay, Sean Lee retired. And but he barely
1: played.
2: He barely played. Also, it's the same question with uh, Leighton Vander Esch: Can he right. stay healthy?
1: Well, I'm okay because I, I, I think Parsons can be a plug and play. So I'm not count, I'm not even counting Parsons in this. Assuming Parsons is interchangeable with Vanderesh, then out of the other 10, 11 guys that we picked up, mm-hmm. if two or three of those guys end up being legitimate starter talent, then we did it.
2: And what what makes it even better to have Parsons back there The kid Loves the Dallas Cowboys He grew up
1: a fan He loves the Cowboys And he loves the game of football I would compare him to that of Like mentally And heart wise To Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott on the defensive side of the ball Like who knew that he was that big
2: Of a Cowboys fan
1: Oh, dude, yeah, dude, huge. His family and them—they, they joked about it and everything. But yeah, like he's—he wants to be here. I watched his entire, um, his entire press conference with Jerry and Stephen mm-hmm. uh, in the at the Star um, a week or two ago, whenever they drafted him. And uh, I mean, he's a little soft-spoken, um, but he definitely sounds like a guy who likes to have fun and play around. He really, really does He's passionate That's what I've seen Very, very passionate And, you know, obviously a huge cliche But the guy is a fucking monster Um, He's got a huge motor The guy is just a fucking quick On and off the ball defender um, I, he just has incredible instincts. I've watched enough Penn State games gambling wise to watch a run into this kid.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: playing in the Big Ten, you know, it's not like he's going against pussy competition. You know, he's got, he he goes up every year against the Ohio States, against the Michigan team, right? Michigan State, right? He's going up against good Big Ten talent and in a conference where defense is probably a lot more profound than you would see in maybe what we're used to watching in the Big 12.
2: Big 12 ain't got no defense. I don't care what he says. Doesn't
1: exist. I mean, what, like, like, what is that? literally how many big 12 defensive players do you see ever going in the draft right yeah
2: i mean also um uh, to the uh ellinger family uh we want to wish you uh condolences uh, oh
1: absolutely r.i.p to jake ellinger bro- brother of uh, sam ellinger um, who's
2: a colt now too
1: Who was a colt now too so congrats to him and kind of sucks that all had to happen at once but yeah. Um condolences to the hell and your family for sure um,
2: also the last thing I want to bring up with football last thing I want to bring up with football freaking DK Metcalf on Sunday this man is what 6263 246 pounds or something like that playing wide receiver in the NFL right right He was at the Olympic trials running the 100-meter dash. He didn't win, but he still ran a 10-3-6. 10-3-9. No, it was 10-3-6 official. And he
1: still finished ninth place? He still finished ninth. Think about that. damn, Americans are fast. God, no. He's a freak. He is a freak. On three weeks training... On three weeks training at that size,
2: Jesus this Christ. this man—if he w- imagine—if he was a slight
1: bit smaller, how fast God. he would have flew. <laughs> yeah. Literally, he's like if Tyree Kill threw fifty pounds on. Yeah,
2: literally, and he's he may be faster than Tyree Kill. Ooh, I don't
1: know about that.
2: Well, I mean, we haven't seen the forty against each other yet, so. Ooh
1: cheetah get Chiefs, on it you the Chiefs, got the, you have the Chiefs and the Seahawks played each other since DK's been drafted No, I don't, I don't think so damn that would be kind of cool to see it may be this year man you're right I think so I think it is this year actually. Ooh. Boy, oh boy man oh man I, I love something
2: I literally just want to see DK and cheetah just go one-on-one in a in a 100 meter like Cheetah has a YouTube page. Fucking put it up there. Get together, put it up.
1: Hey, let me ask you this before I completely throw draft talk in the trash.
2: Okay. Is there is there
1: a, is there a pick from any team or 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 is there a pick at all that just in your mind stuck out as wow? I think that I'm big on that guy. That guy is going to be a stud, and no one knows it but me. Because that's how um, I felt last. That's how I felt about Justin Jefferson.
2: I mean, a lot of guy, a lot of the people who were looking at like draft picks this year, were looking at guys with the the family names and everything like that. And right, I'm not big on that. I'm not big on family name. Um, the Sewell for Detroit, like that man, I have been high on that pick like crazy. Like I know it's so high up there, but it's like something so it's about a lineman. it's alignment. And Dan Campbell wants people on his team who are gonna eat motherfuckers on the field. Who are gonna put little fuckers down and make them look like tiny cockroaches. He wants Mean motherfuckers on his team. And Penay Sewell. Yep. Man.
1: It's as mean as it gets, man. Uh, definitely. I, I, I love that. And and I totally get where you're coming from. Like at that point, draft order doesn't even really matter because mm-hmm. those linemen, you know, they're not the sexiest pick, but definitely couldn't be a stud for years to come. You know, if he's a Joe Thomas, then you know, you do what you gotta do to get the guy like that. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna hit you with one here that is a little bit uh, a little bit out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a fifth round pick, okay? Okay. All right. Chubba Hubbard. Oh fuck! Running back at a, a Oklahoma State. Yeah. He got, he got drafted by the Carolina Panthers. He was actually the tenth running back that went in this draft. I think that kid was slept on really hard. I think he has a good shot of doing something good in the NFL.
2: Oh, fourth round, 21st pick by the Carolina Panthers.
1: Fourth round, there you go. See, he, I think he's a very versatile back. I've, obviously, as a Big 12 fan myself, I watch a lot of Big 12 football and he he's definitely the modern running back. He's not, the one I'm, he's not the one you're used to seeing growing up. He's like the exact opposite of like a Marion Barber. You I,
0: know
2: mean, what I mean, he's not even, let, let's just start by this. I'm looking Ball. at his draft profile. He's not even American. He's a Canadian. There you go. Uh, he went to high school in Canada. Um, damn! Finalist for the Cornish Trophy, given to the top Canadian, top Canadian native in college football. Man, okay.
1: No, he, he's a, he's a really good back, man. He's really good. He he was a vital part. Him and Wallace were vital parts to that. Uh, To that Oklahoma State offense that uh, that put up hella points, um, like always under Mike Gundy, Um, but he's a very very good back. Um, Um, If he was actually, you know, there was a point there about a year ago where people were talking about him as a Heisman candidate, and then that fell off. I think Chubba Hubbard, obviously he'll be playing behind Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, but that's the perfect place for him to be and get a shot to get in there. Um, With Carolina being in the situation they are, you have to think Christian McCaffrey's days are numbered to an extent, and Chubba Hubbard's going to have the chance to shine at some point. and And with Christian McCaffrey's injuries, even if they don't, He's still going to get reps. So I think uh, be on the lookout for Chubba Hubbard on your fantasy team in case uh, in case uh, Christian McCaffrey goes down because they're going to need him with Sam Darnold in the, uh, throwing the ball. So definitely keep on the lookout for Chubba Hubbard, Oklahoma State, Big 12 product. Uh,
2: and if he doesn't make it in the NFL, look out for Chubba Hubbard with the Edmonton Eskimos. Shit, right? (laughs) I mean, look. Best part about being Canadian is if he really felt like he couldn't make it in the NFL, you have to have a certain amount of Canadian people on a Canadian football roster. So, boom, fill them in right there.
1: Good idea, good thinking. I like it a lot. And hey, guys, that's gonna wrap up football talk for now. Uh, we're gonna get in. We're gonna take a short break, and we're gonna get into a little bit of fun cross sport talk. We've got the NBA playoffs coming up. We're gonna peek in a little bit about that. Um, uh, tie that in to the other playoffs going on in hockey, and I give my review on the new Globe Life Ballpark for the Texas Rangers. All fun, quick, fun conversations coming up after this break that we're having right now. Actually in show advertisement staying on the air i would like to actually promote let's just talk about tony is the host of his own podcast guys let's just talk about they talk about sports they talk about pro wrestling um even a little bit of pro gaming or 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 current gaming i think too is that correct tony
2: at times at times there are times when we bring it up
1: okay but guys they've been doing this for a long time tony helps produce this show he's this show's executive producer but again do not sleep on let's just talk about it's incredible content i myself am a fan i've supported wholly and through um, if you haven't checked it out you're only sleeping on it and hurting yourself it's available on all platforms spotify amazon google iHeartRadio has approved this show and let's just talk about there's connections and links to the show hella available follow tony on instagram at tony lopez 76
2: yep that's exactly it
1: at tony lopez 76 links available it's an incredible show um i believe he's going on about season two right now just like this one um if i'm counting the episodes correct but either and other than that guys please go check it out again let's just talk about put it in the search bar click on the motherfucker it's got a red title you can't miss it click on it click on it click on it please 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 you're gonna love it it's fun content with Tony as the host and our good friend Jeffrey Burtis uh, co-hosting um, uh, other than that Tony how else can they find the show
2: I mean you can find it literally on anything right now on Spotify Apple Podcasts I Radio, um Google Podcasts if somebody actually uses that. Um, and really, anywhere you could find your podcast, it's on everything. Um, here soon, I'm going to experiment with going live mm. on either YouTube or Twitch. So, you would have the live feed of the podcast on Twitch, and then later on you can watch it back, and probably we'll have the audio on on, on Spotify and everything else.
1: Awesome, I love that. Is there anything else that you have coming up, that fans, I want to know about?
2: Um, stay tuned for our NBA playoff special coming up on Monday.
1: Awesome, love it. I actually hope to be a part of that. I'm really. Oh, you're, you're going to be though.
2: there. There's like, there's no doubt you're going to be there
1: so guys check that out again available on all platforms um hammer time and let's just talk about available on mom uh connected family definitely tied at the hip um of course for all of your sports betting content this is the home and the hub for that um if you, for more um for more uh I don't even know how to say, I mean this in a great way, but more just very entertaining, quirky news and takes on current-day sports and uh, media. That is exactly where you want to go. Tony does a great job of keeping that show very entertaining, and uh, I think you will love what you'll have to hear. So definitely check it out again. Let's just talk about it. Check it out.
2: Listen to more stuff
1: from Stadium Junkies Media, baby. Sheesh yeah hey the label the label (laughs) tony's running the label man i'm under the i'm under the umbrella of the the sports uh media label i love it i love it but all right guys getting back into hammer time um we'll go ahead and touch base a little bit about the nba playoffs Uh, our dallas mavericks are sitting in the fifth spot Um, That playing tournament is right around the corner, currently in the Western Conference, sitting with the Lakers at 7, the Warriors at 8, and then we round off with the Grizzlies and the Spurs. No guarantee on where that's all going to finish off, but it's looking more and more clear every day like the Lakers are going to be where we draw that line. So... And I had this conversation with a number of people. I don't really feel like talking about the Eastern Conference. Their play-in tournament only includes one team even above 500. And
2: and it looks like all 10 teams um, in the Eastern Conference, at least that are going to be either in the play-in tournament or in the playoffs themselves, are locked in because I don't see Chicago uh, getting in. And today, Toronto has been eliminated from playoff contention completely.
1: There you go. So on the so on the Western side, you know, it's still not really necessarily solidified for anybody yet, but let's 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 go ahead and dive right into the interesting part of it. And that is the Lakers. Like who the hell saw them falling that far? See, ironically enough, a lot of people just because of the injuries. But
0: now, Well, now before now, the let, season, let me
1: ask you this: I asked Ryan this earlier. Ryan is our uh, is one of my go to NBA analysis guys, but he's a big Laker fan, of mm-hmm. LeBron Connors tour, if you will. <laughs> but uh, what I would say is this: LeBron's hurt. Yep. And if they have to play in the playing tournament, you know he's going to play regardless. What? what extent of health does lebron have to be for them to actually make it out of their life well 50% 80% it
2: has to be like at least 85% because in reality you're only going to go as far as lebron takes you it's just the simple fact lebron james makes that much of a difference for the lakers organization as any other like if you put him on any other team the same exact thing would happen LeBron or nothing. It happened in Cleveland. It happened in Miami. LeBron was the reason that you went far in the playoffs. Uh, I just don't know what it is about the guy. If he's not 100% healthy, uh, look, they're not going to go to the NBA Finals if he's not 100%. Let
1: me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. No, hey, no LeBron. Okay. But, A, but AD is 100%. Did they make it out of the plan?
2: No. Wow.
1: Okay. Um uh,
2: I feel like
1: at twice? least from they they could. Yeah. They would have to lose twice.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the teams right now and I could viably see it. I, I could see them lose twice.
1: easily see them losing to the Warriors. And at that point it's a toss-up if they can't take care of business against you know because i mean it's basketball you know it's a if the grizzlies or spurs just have a good day that's all it takes
2: and the grizzlies they're getting healthy again that's the scary part jaron jackson jr uh the power forward for the team is finally healthy finally healthy yeah he's back no way and then John ja Morant, like, he,
1: he was like a top five draft pick, like yeah. years ago, right? And
2: he's still playing good ball. He just hadn't been healthy all season. Okay. And now he's back, and he looks like he's back to where he was. Him and Ja, fuck you, mean dude.
1: Hey, I'm a big John Morant guy. You know
2: that. I, do, I do you remember do. seeing the list of like top ten? uh What is it, players under t- uh, twenty five that ESPN put out?
1: <laughs> yeah. What
2: was that list? Where was John Morant? Click clickbait. It pissed me off so badly because I was like immediately, just like, where's Ja? Because he is that good. Every uh, is everybody overlooking Memphis like that?
1: That was a dumbass list. I think that was just like, had, had clickbait. a had had clickbait. Thing. Even even Stephen A. said, guys, we gotta do better. Cause
2: Stephen A. knows. If there's one thing that Stephen A knows is basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did cover uh the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer for years. Yep. So, uh, but look, back on the Lakers, Anthony Davis he he can possibly get him out of the play in, but not out of the first round.
1: So, Ryan believes that regardless Assuming they have LeBron at any level, mm. there's no way they don't make it out the play-in, and there's no way they don't beat the Suns. What do you think? Do you think the Suns, in any scenario, have a chance to beat the Lakers, even in a two-seven setting? No.
0: Okay. Not
2: not not this Suns team. This Suns team, literally, all they needed was one thing, and they got it. They got Chris Paul. That's what they needed. They needed a point guard. They needed a leader. And I'm sorry. Like, this Suns team, at least right now, look, the only way they beat the Lakers beat the Suns if LeBron is healthy. Again, that's the only way. Even then,
1: though, I got to admit, I think that game, goes, that series goes six or seven.
2: I think it goes six for sure. But it, again, here's here's the re- reason I say it goes six, but it all depends on if LeBron's healthy. LeBron's healthy, Lakers win in six. If LeBron's not healthy, Suns win in six.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: And plus, the the most exciting thing about the first round of the playoffs to me is that Nuggets Mavs. If that's if that stays put.
1: Oh man. Oh.
2: They've always put on shows.
1: That's gonna Nick. be a that's gonna be scary. But hey, isn't Jamal Murray hurt?
2: Uh Jamal Murray is hurt, but Nikola Jokic, oh my God.
1: But is Murray gonna be out for the playoffs?
2: Yeah, he's out for the year. He's at it's an ACL injury.
1: Okay. Yeah, he has oh. a
2: complete torn ACL. If you look at the the um the uh what is it? The way he's walking around with his brace, yeah, he's not gonna be back until maybe uh, midway through next season.
1: Wow, yeah. I hate to be a dick, but that's it is. Because if we fucking play this, dude, that's like half of we win- half of our power.
2: But I'm so scared of Jokic because he's been a triple triple threat, uh, triple double machine at that center yeah. position. I'm like, what the.
1: Look, this I'm, I'm, this I'm weird-ass cool chubby that. guy. I'm cool with that. I'll I'll take Jokic by himself versus Paul George and Kawhi Leonard again and Montrez Harold bullying the shit out of us. Because that shit was ugly last year. And if they play Denver handicapped, I think they have a lot better of a shot of getting through that. And at that point, you know, it'd be a matter of playing, you know, randomly either probably the Sons of the Jazz you know, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, I would just love to see the Mavs win a series this year. It would just put them right on schedule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean. are literally progressively getting better every year. Lucas first year wins rookie of the year. They're not even close to the playoffs. And then you get to the next one. You fucking find a way to squeeze in. You push a good team to the brink. Um, and then the very next year play another good team, win a series, lose in the semis, and then next year we're poised. We you know we're right on the cusp of, you know, talking about Luca MVP. You know, uh, you're ta- you're uh. talking about you're talking about potential Mavs as 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 finals contenders. And then hopefully two years from now, two or three years from now, you're talking about Luka being able to pull free agent talent and make this team an actual finals contender.
2: Like, let me ask, what is the one thing you think the Mavericks need?
1: What I think the Mavericks need is, see, it's a little bit kind of beating a dead horse here, but it has to be a presence inside. But for me, just to match today's NBA, I think Luka needs... He needs a he needs a buddy. He needs another he needs some he needs just a dominant wing. A wing that can create their own offense but is just as useful as a catch and shoot guy. You know you what know? I'm
2: I'm so happy you said that because look who's been coming out on his own recently. It's Tim Hardaway Jr. That's right. That man has been bawling his fucking ass off
1: he has been man I love his work ethic I had no idea how just how much of a fucking dog he is dude
2: it's that Michigan in him bro that's dude I don't know
1: No, but like seriously I know that's a cliche it's like motherfucker but not everybody is a dog but yeah like dude watch him play watch the emotion on his face dude like that motherfucker wants to be there he lo- he wants to win ball games
2: like it's actually really cool to like have him and trey burke college teammates on the same team both balling just both balling oh yeah and, sure and then the trade that we made with new orleans for how, how do you say the the dude's name um the, the you know who I'm talking about um what, JJ Redick? No, no, the other one.
1: The other guy we got from the oh, trade. Oh, oh, I don't know. I forgot. Um uh, what's his name?
2: Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking for a box score real quick. I'm going to cheat.
1: I'm hoping JJ Redick is fully good to go by play
2: time. I mean, he's been playing. He's been playing. I mean, not a lot, J- not a lot of minutes though. JJ played uh, 6 minutes
1: last night. Six minutes?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, you got a lot of guards. You got a lot of guards in front of JJ. Um, what's it, What was his name? Uh, Where the hell is he? Was it Melly? Melly.
1: Oh. That okay. dude. Oh, my God. But speaking of guards, though, honestly, the person who I think has gotten, like, no respect at all this season is probably Jalen Brunson.
2: Yeah. I mean, he never gets enough credit. He never gets enough credit.
1: He's going to end up being the next J.J. Barea. Think about I
2: mean, this. Yeah. That dude was a national player of the year in college and won a national championship as the best player on the Villanova basketball team.
1: On a dynasty of a team. He won a, two. He won two. And he can't, like... It's just, he, they, only, they only didn't draft him because he was too small. Like, dude, they, that, that 2018 draft is nuts. We got Luka and Jalen Bronson in the same draft. It wasn't the
2: the best thing that the Mavs ever did.
1: Got two stud point guards.
2: Besides getting Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki.
1: God damn.
2: Yeah, I had to bring that up.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, you know, not too much about the Mavs, but overall, I'm excited to see the NBA playoffs come to fruition. Is there a team that stands out to you as, like, look, like, man? like they're,
2: they're sleepers. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, it's, on it, them. it's the Knicks. It's obviously the Knicks. And the
1: Knicks?
2: It's you think the Knicks.
1: Gonna, you think they can win a playoff series? They can win a playoff series. Think about this. Well, the, if they end up they're, more, well they're, they're lucky because they're basically locked in the fourth spot, which means that if they play anybody below them, which they'll end up having to, means they get to host a team that didn't make the playoffs last well, year.
2: It's not even just that. Like, Imagine if they get somehow. they won't, but imagine if they did somehow get up to the sixth seed. Well, not the six seed, the the three seed. That means you would play Miami. Miami was just in the NBA Finals. And my thing is, the Knicks would have the easiest route into the second round of the playoffs because they're playing Atlanta
1: right yeah if they were right now they'd be playing atlanta and they may they may end up playing miami organically if miami leapfrogs atlanta but right which now i could think like,
2: that, I, that could happen it could,
1: it could happen but right now it's been kind of stuck at and it might just genuinely end up being Knicks hawks which would be a really interesting series because both of those teams have not made the playoffs in a very long time and Both of those teams have not won a playoff series in even longer. Yeah, and that's why I... Something's got to give.
2: Look, this Knicks team is ridiculous. Um, Let me just... Where is that game they played the other night? Okay. They played against the Clippers on Sunday. Julius Randle played... Julius Randle's been playing his ass off. He had only 14 points in this game, but he also had 14 rebounds and 5 assists. You know, just solid numbers. Jesus Christ. Derek Rose coming off the bench is scoring 25 points, six rebounds, See, eight that. assists.
1: I love Derek Rose. I root for him all the time. I remember back in high school, I bought those old D Roses off of Martin. Oh, and dude,
2: I would still do it too because those things dude, were cool. they were so cool. They were that so Rose comfortable.
1: Logo, that Rose logo was so lit.
2: Oh, man. Like, if I still, like, if I still, like, rocked adidas i would but clearly i'm a puma guy now yeah go puma <laughs> puma Sorry, bro. send me I, more I, I
1: free still, shit i still rock i still rock the checks all day hey, even, though I have, even though even though i have hella adidas shit, like multiple uh, like tracks and like, all kinds of dumb shit like i still rock the checks
2: but, i mean when puma sends me free shit man i'm just like yeah hey, dog come on that's puma. i will I will rock your shit. <laughs>
1: rock stadium junkies, fucking yeah.
2: Puma signed. Um, I wish. I wish. I wish. Uh, if oh if we could, dude. if we could somehow get a deal with it, like a, a shoe or like a like a, <laughs> like a like a like a sports company like that, like a sports dude, athletic I would company.
1: I would absolutely. I would throw my entire closet away, and I would rock Puma all day long.
2: Bro, imagine if we like somehow. Look, like, I know this is future looks. Imagine if we somehow got a deal with, like, a FanDuel or a DraftKings, like, you know, Blevitar did with uh, DraftKings, and Boy,
1: um, I would, McAfee dude, I has would, FanDuel. I would eat that up. I would eat that
2: oh, up. Dude, our production would go way up in a heartbeat.
1: Way up, and I would just, dude, I would rock the fuck out of whatever was
2: able to sponsor. <laughs> oh, DraftKings. dude, a FanDuel shirt?
1: Fuck yeah, give me
2: that, bro. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. dude, dude, dude. You you want to talk about the lines for the next uh the horse races hell yeah let's talk about it
1: <laughs> dude no shit i don't especially know especially sh- then i don't know point, shit about horse point, racing and at that point we'd probably have to consolidate into just one show i mean we could do that shit yeah i wouldn't mind that at all oh yeah
2: <laughs> and then think about this like okay we're talking about i brought up horse racing i just found out that horse that won the kentucky derby last week and got caught
1: doping Oh my god. I was like, what is that? Okay. In fact, you know what? We'll go ahead and transition topics here. I actually have a really good really fucking funny story about that. So last year, last year I bet the Kentucky Derby for the first time, guys. Oh, I no. actually I bet I've been I picked the right horse. I picked authentic to win and it was an eight to one payout. It okay. was awesome. Fantastic. Exhilarating. And ironically enough. Going into this year, it was at a different date. The Kentucky Derby happened only like eight to ten months later, and I was like, it kind of snuck up on me. But I wanted to bet it again, even though I know the likelihood of me winning two years in a row is very low. I said, "Fuck it, I want to sell something on it, right?" Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot about it, and because the, the plan was, hey, and my my grandma, my my grandparents have recently passed away, and most notably, my grandma here. And I wanted to pick a horse that reminded me of my grandma and my grandparents. And I didn't think about it. I let it slip my mind. And then the day after the day after uh, the Kentucky Derby, the results popped up. I was like upset because I forgot about betting on it. But I was like, man, you know what? Whatever. No big deal. Right. I would have lost anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the name of the horse. The name of the horse was Medina Spirit. My grandma's maiden name was Medina, and she just passed away. Ah. That would have been a fucking lock. I, If I would have seen that name on the list, on the sheet, I would have hammered it. And Medina Spirit was a 12 to 1 underdog. I would have gotten 12x my money. Oh, my God. I was so so upset I would have put at least like 40 or 50 bucks on it that would have gotten me like half a G I was so butthurt I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me my brother was joking with me he was like maybe that's uh, maybe that's Nana telling you to stop gambling and I'm like no nah, that's probably her telling me that there's just dubs right around the corner
2: Like, it's, it's crazy to think about that that horse got caught doping too.
1: That's even more funny but I'm like, what, what, what I was thinking was Like so what Do they Like if you bet On the horse though They don't take that back
2: No they don't know It's uh, The bets are already through Yeah right. But like but I, I don't you, think but That the horse is gonna be able, gets taken Yeah it's away. not gonna be Allowed to go For the triple crown now
1: <laughs> That's so fucking funny dumbass horses It's like come on now And but then the trainer Was caught story. cheating too
2: So it's like Oh fuck
1: <laughs> Alright That's so fucking Fucking jockey that's hilarious. Like, jeez. Man, let's see here. You know, um, hockey news here really quick. Our stars after, after classic hockey here. This is classic hockey. Made the finals, missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs by one game in a COVID season where they played a division that was honestly loaded with good teams. I felt like they were kind of fucked from the draw. Um, there was really no way I saw them really making the playoffs. They had to go up against teams like the Predators, Lightning, Panthers. It it is it hard. It's just really fucking hard. And they still barely missed out, but I'm kind of glad they did to prevent getting swept by the Lightning. I just hope the stars don't take another 10 fucking years to make the finals. So I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. But if for those out there looking to find something to bet on NHL playoffs are right around the corner, Mm -hmm. prepare like we're about to enter a really prime time in sports. Actually, we're going to have the NBA and NHL playoffs on every single night, along with Major League Baseball starting to get itself into full swing here. Um, which is kind of nice. And by the way, I actually visited the New Rangers ballpark last week, and okay. uh, had a bit of an interesting experience. It was kind of <laughs> cool, I have to admit. So,
2: like, my I, my first question about you going to the stadiums is, what are some of like the 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 key differences between the the ballpark,
1: okay, and and the
2: toaster oven?
1: <laughs> um the most notable difference is and i mean this in a funny way the alcohol content
0: <laughs> <Ooh>.
1: <laughs> the uh literally alcohol by volume and so like the first thing i notice when i walk into the new globe live field right mm-hmm. is every 20 yards i shit you not as a liquor bar not even <laughs> like beer but there are literally just bottles of liquor all over the goddamn park. They even have people on carts, like like rolling carts, mm-hmm. that are just purely alcohol carts. In case you can't make it 20 yards to the nearest bar.
2: So, we're not talking beer. We're talking about, like, Jack Daniels. Dude, we're talking about, like, Jim Beam.
1: whole assortment of liquor. Top what to the bottom. Darks, clears. <laughs> everything imports ec- like every everything dude and i'm can i shit you not like everywhere is a bar they even have little mini um convenience stores along the walkways mm-hmm. in case you don't want to get in line for snacks you can get really really basic snacks and candy and beer even at those little mini stands there is literally there's just so much alcohol at this place it just blows my mind. That's I wild. That I also went to go check out the Pluckers. Um, hate to be a disappointment to anybody who's a big Pluckers fan like myself. Um, it sucks. Um, they they give you the tenders just, you know, plainly fried and then they, they only have the choice of like two sauces and then they only give it to you in a little cup, a little dipping cup. No. Yeah, they don't toss them. So, oh,
2: what dickheads!
1: Yeah, so it does. All right, where it going does, go? so not going to. If I go the there, same. I'm
2: not going to Pluckers. Okay,
1: that's... so it's not the same, and it's 15 bucks for a three piece tinder All right, now
2: second, do you know if they still have the all you can eat seats?
1: <laughs> okay, so I haven't looked into that too deep. After talking to Jeffrey, apparently <sighs> they do um but i think but the assortment is different it's not it's not the set the setup is not the same either and i, I think it might be more limited um mm, than okay. anything else yeah that's the only thing and i think it might be more expensive
2: okay now third question what's the view like from the seats okay better so I'm, or glad, worse?
1: I'm glad i'm glad you brought that up it's better it actually is better I, I was sitting, uh, I, I pretty much spent most of my time in the outfield where all the cool shit that they built was. Mm-hmm. And that's where like a lot of the bars are at too. Uh, but no, I, I show you not. Every, like, like contrary to Cowboy Stadium, every seat in Rangers, the new Rangers ballpark in Globe Life is a good seat. Like, I, I'm so serious. Those, those, like, um, I even went to the very, very nosebleed in deep right center and it was beautiful i'm telling you you could see everything okay it's, it's it's actually i don't know how i don't know how they designed it to do that but it definitely felt like i was like like genuinely i i and and, and knowing that now i'm comfortable with walking up to the ticket uh, to the ticket office and literally just buying a ticket whatever they got. i don't even care because genuinely every seat in that motherfucker looks really really good like you can really be in the outfield upper porch and not miss a thing um i think it's really really that it's designed that well so i look Uh forward to going back to globe life as much as i can it's really really cool i would love to go there on a day where they have the roof closed um oh yeah because you were you were there when
2: the roof was open
1: wasn't it Right, I would love to just kind of check it out when the roof is closed and just see what that's like, you know?
2: Yeah, because um, like you know, for the summertime, us Texans we understand that heat is real, and I would imagine for the summertime they would close the roof. Am, am I am I thinking wrong on that? You were saying? Oh, uh, for the for the summertime, you know, as as you know. As we are Texan, we we know how hot it gets. Right. And you would think they would close the damn roof.
1: Right. You would think so. So I guess we got to wait until what? Like July or August?
2: Man, maybe June. Because, like, you know how hot June can get in Texas. Wow.
1: well I got shit I mean with that logic bro It might be tomorrow it was, Yeah like, I know It was like 50 degrees today So it,
2: it was And it's literally gonna be like In the 60s the next two days But like by Saturday It's supposed to be in the 80s I'm like I don't understand Texas I don't We're, know. This I is this time of year out. That all of us are gonna get sick anyway So
1: I wanna go during a 100 fucking degree days So I can see what it's like To watch a baseball game inside And not sweat my balls off Yeah so that's dude what, That's what cause... did suck about Going to the old ballpark Was that like you know, because, like, you know you know me, you know us, right? We're looking for a bargain, right? So, like, a lot of times those cheap tickets would be those Sunday games, right? And going in the middle of the day on a Sunday in Texas is excruciating.
2: Especially, like, the last time me, you, and the guys went to a game was the upper deck. The third, uh, was it right behind home ba- plate? But it was hot as shit up there.
1: God, it was so hot.
2: Oh. oh, my God. Like, it was great seats because it was still behind home plate. But, man, imagine if there was a roof on that bad boy.
1: Man, dude, I'm telling you, I can't wait to go check that out. Like, I, I, again, I went during the day game. It was bright and sunny. And, I mean, maybe it's just some of the ambiance of the field. Like, it really does look brand new. Like, the whole place looks like a, a brand new phone that you just ripped the sticker off of. You know what I mean? Like, nothing is scratched. Everything is clean. How, oh, I, I will. Oh, I, another thing I will say is really, really cool is that there's a lot of. Uh, they've really done a good job of making the stadium um, kind of like a museum um, for as little history the Rangers do have. I hate to roast on our own team like that, but we don't really have a lot to really be proud about. But they've done a really good job of like making it very. Uh, and intertwining the history like in the in deep uh, center field they have those cool big uh, human-sized bobbleheads with uh, uh, Nolan Ryan uh, Adrian Beltre and Pudge Rodriguez it's really really cool you have the uh, Nolan Ryan statue outside there's a number and that like, there's these cool kid play areas that are super lit like the whole the whole place has been designed to be a really awesome venue for the family and then the dopest part is how texas live is connected to it and me and Jacob oh, check that out yeah me and jacob check that out at the game as soon as you leave the pulp with the ballpark through center field or through left center mm-hmm. um you immediately are outside of texas live and you go in there you're been to texas live it was the first time i went to texas live but it's basically like a little mini mall of just bars and restaurants and it, it was, doesn't Doesn't Pudge have a place in there? I think he does. Actually, it's called Pudge's Pizza. That is so weird. Yeah, it's actually very mediocre pizza, but fuck it. It said Pudge on it. It's Pudge.
2: Oh, by the way, I'm reading uh, on the Rangers website uh, for the tickets Feast at the Field with Valley. It's the $40 all you can eat seats. Oh. Yep. And it says uh, our, and if you use the promo code Feast, you could get these tickets for $40. Enjoy unlimited hot dogs, hamburgers, grilled chicken sandwiches, nachos, popcorn, peanuts, and soft drinks, along with a great view of the field for only forty bucks. Valid only for Sunday through Friday games.
1: Oh, uh, I'm all about. So that. wait,
2: no Saturday game?
1: Wow. So like forty. What is it without the promo code?
2: Yeah. Seriously. Uh, I don't. I. I want to know.
1: Because this just like, this though, is like, because you're basically paying for like twenty to twenty two dollars seats, so like eighteen dollars worth of food, I can eat fifty dollars to a hundred dollars worth of food.
2: And then also right now there's a, a promo code for this weekend coming up. It's oh no no, it's not this weekend. It's um, next Monday through, I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, it's ten dollar Yankee tickets.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. I think I heard about that.
2: Yeah. And it's through 1053 The Fan. And so it would use the code 10NYY for $10 Yankee tickets.
1: Yeah. I think they want it to be as packed as possible for that. Yeah. Because
2: it's the fucking Yankees.
1: Exactly. Who doesn't want to go see it, the Yankees, dude? Me. <laughs> That's true uh, Tony here, an edible Red Sox fan yeah. But uh, I'm sure he'll be uh, Checking out plenty of Rangers Games here in the near future um, Hopefully we can bag a couple of these Games in the, in the dead heat of the summer To escape the heat and Hopefully cash in on some good deals there I think we need to definitely take advantage of it While the ballpark is new And while the Rangers um, Obviously suck balls Uh, that's what makes the tickets so cheap so affordable what makes it so great imagine because if the rangers were good like if the rangers were were a championship contending ball club Mm -hmm. uh, those yankees tickets would be at a minimum 50 bucks and And by the way
2: these aren't these aren't bad these aren't bad seats they aren't no i'm looking like they have lower level outfield seats for ten dollars oh wow yeah. And I, I made sure to put in the promo promo code so those seats would only pop up. And this is like right it looks like about right center field that there are seats available for the promo code. Damn. I'm like, yeah, who's trying to go to a game?
1: <laughs> no kidding. I think I think the reason they did that too is cuz the Yankees series is during the week.
2: Uh, it's the Yankees. What do you expect? Yeah,
1: that's part, that part kind of sucks. Like, I'm going on Wednesday, and my uncle's taking me for my birthday, and I'm just like, ah, oh, geez, like... At least, uh... at least
2: you're not going to watch the Yankees.
1: <laughs> right. But, uh, but, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, you know. I'm hoping that, you know, but my only thing is the whole luster of this whole thing is going to dissipate after this year, and after this... We got to go back to focusing on the things that matter, like firing John Daniels and actually spending some money on some fucking players, because baseball is <laughs> different than other sports guys. You got to remember, there's no salary cap. These teams have a bank account. They have a checking account, just like everybody else. And, you know... When they spend money on other things they're taking money out of what they could be spending on players like literally it's a it's a genuine full throttle capitalism when it comes to baseball Mm -hmm. so any like when they put money in the stadium that's money they can't pay players so like it's really the only sport where like something like that can actually hinder your roster so i'm really hoping that they fire john daniels start anew get build some money back up and get this team going back to, you know, hopefully we get some, you know, reminiscent of what we saw 10 years ago.
2: I'm with you, because, like, this team is a... I don't even know how they're almost 500, to be honest with you right now. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: They're overperforming, and it's bothering me because it's making it look like John Daniels is doing a decent job.
2: Which he's not.
1: Which he's not. He's, he's (laughs) He's getting lucky right now.
2: Is just he has, he's getting lucky that the the players on the team that he has right now are actually wanting to play baseball.
1: Yeah, they're overperforming. They got because there's only going into the season. and I told you all this, um, but this they only had one. They going into the season, the Texas Rangers only had one pitcher on the entire roster that started ten games last year. Jesus, one pitcher. The entire roster is full of, it's paper mache dude. It's literally just glue and newspaper just fucking, like, layered on itself. Like, just, that's all they are. They're just figuring out making it away. The fact that they're only two games under 500 right now and are actually just two runs away tonight from being a 500 ball club blows the- exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh Exactly. Also, I'm looking at the, some of the the games coming up for the Rangers at home. And why, when the A's come to town, are they honoring Elvis Andrews so damn much? Oh, wow. The first game, Monday, June 21st, A's versus uh, Rangers. Promotion, Elvis Andrews stealing home bobblehead. (laughs) Um, Tuesday, June 22nd, Elvis Andrews replica home white jersey. Oh, wow.
1: What are they doing? That's that's the point where the Rangers are at. We are so bad, and our pl- our players are so unknown that our promo nights are of players on the other team.
2: It's not just promos from the other team; it's promos from the past. There's right. at least at least two or three nights where I see AL Championship Banner nights that's from so 2010. Jesus,
1: it's yeah. not even a 10 year anniversary. It's fucking 11. it's eleven.
2: Like, I don't, I, I don't get it, bro.
1: I don't get it. See, but. that's what bad teams do. I hate saying it, but that's the kind of shit that bad teams do. You know what I mean? That yeah. That would be like the Bengals celebrating their fucking, like, 40-year anniversary of a Super Bowl appearance.
2: Oh, I would hate it. Oh, I'd hate it so much. You know uh. what I mean?
1: That sucks. Like, in the Bengals world, I hate to say it, but the Rangers are kind of the Bengals, dude.
0: They've been they've been around forever.
1: They've been to the championship twice. Got their asses like handed to them by fucking teams that ended up becoming dynasties, and then fucking get they just disappear into the past. Like the Bengals, their go-to guys are guys like Chris Collinsworth. You know what I mean? Like God, I mean not to hate on my legends like Adrian Beltre and Michael Young. And, Pudge like Rodriguez Right But these guys Never really Shit Even those 90s guys Like I'm more critical of them They never even Sniffed the ALCS
2: like I mean The guys we
1: had In the uh, The guys that we had In the 2010s At least they got to the World Series And then made a couple Divisional pushes But That's it It
2: wasn't for those Damn Yankees In the, in the 90s God dog Man Always-
1: dude Man That sucks Hopefully they get together. Like I said, hopefully John Daniels and his days are numbered, and uh, hopefully we have a situation like uh, Aaron Rodgers, but uh, in baseball, and we just get uh, lucky and land somebody. That would be lit. Or honestly, what we need is a Luca. No, no, the Rangers are so unfixable. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. They need, they need both those things. They need a draft of Luca, and then on top of that, they need an Aaron Rodgers to fall in their lap, like. Something like that. Like that's what it would take. Like that's that's kind of what happened back in the day. Like we got lucky in drafting a couple guys like Ian Kinsler, uh, Michael Young. It was an, also one of our products. And then and and then they magically land Cliff Lee. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. I was like, I still to this day don't understand how they got Cliff Lee. I don't either. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever understand it properly because he didn't even want to be here. No, at all. Like, i actually remember that very vividly he hated the idea of coming to pitch at that ballpark yep and it was it was specifically the ballpark because it was so hot and it was still so header friendly i know I, they might have changed it up a little bit but i'm still not for sure
1: yeah, and I really don't know either. I, I would love to see what this year's uh, numbers look like, batting wise. Like, look, just looking at it, you'd have to think it's a little bit less hitter friendly. Yeah. Um, but I, you really won't. We really won't know, especially if you want to get into the whole all the balls juiced conversation.
2: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> but no, but I don't know. Because they're I mean, using like
2: totally different here. baseballs this year too, which is throwing me off.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure I even understand that. But, man, fuck it. Um, other than that, that's about all I got. Um, Tony, is there anything uh, itching you before we wrap it up? For
0: I've
2: got nothing else right now.
1: All right, pal. Well, um, other than that, guys, I appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. Um, also, again, don't forget, go check out Let's Just Talk About, available on all platforms. I'll be featuring on Tony's show um, later in the week when we talk about The NBA playoffs being set next weekend, uh, and we'll be able to dive in further. And I promise you some extremely, extremely accurate predictions. The first round, guys, I do not fuck around. Last year, when the NBA playoffs were going, I was on fire picking these games against the spread. I plan to be bringing a lot of money to the table next week on Tony's show. So, guys, be sure to check that out. Special edition. Flash flooding you. A little bit of a mini Hammer Time segment there for you guys. I hope that Tony uh, finds a way to get that worked in the, into, the, uh, into the rundown. Because I know you guys are going to definitely need that.
2: Oh, I've got numbers already ready.
1: Oh, I can't wait, man. It's going to be fucking... It's going to be great, dude. I, I, I hope I can make bank on the first round. I think...
2: You're gonna make more money than you know this year.
1: Ha <laughs> ha Man, I hope so, brother. You should definitely, if you, if you got a couple bucks laying around, man. Man,
2: man, shot. man. Like,
1: Fuck you it, might want to like,
2: put the money on the Charlotte
1: Hornets in the first round. But just find, like, just get, like, just take, like, just take, like, ten bucks and then pick the series winner, or pick four series winners. Yeah. So you, you can figure it out.
2: And let's not even stop. Stop at that. Let's go crazy. And talk about the play-in tournament, the odds on the on that.
1: Man, I bet those are going to be kind of fun because I'm yeah. sure they'll have their They're one games, yeah. Make it out. Or, like, or like, will X-team make it out the play-in tournament, right?
2: Oh, my God. Like How many you could points bet, will Anthony Davis score and shit like,
1: like, like that, I too? It, like, I bet if you could, you know, bet on either nine, on any nine or ten seed to make it out, I'm sure their odds are like going to be like plus 300 400 higher you
0: know exactly
1: parlays in themselves so that'd be really really cool to check out i can't wait to talk about it so guys please be on the lookout for that episode to drop i'll be promoting the hell out of it before that um before we get on there nba show is going to be lit um i know tony's got something great for you guys so be sure to check it out again it's called let's just talk about um if you have any questions about the show Hit them up at Tony Lopez 76 on Instagram. You can follow me at Rio Stunton also on Instagram and Twitter and really awesome. everything.
2: Yeah. Both Tony Lopez 76 on Instagram and Twitter,
1: Instagram and Twitter. There you go. At Tony Here. Lopez 76 on Instagram and Twitter, me Rio Stunton, Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, let me know if you guys want to hear about anything. If you ever want to get on the show and just kind of shoot the shit with us, we'd love to have you. Um, also guys, guys, um, be sure to again please be on the lookout for the NBA preview playoff preview. There will be money on the line. So do not shit yourself do not short yourself. There is a genuine incentive to check out this next episode so please stay in tune stay entwined with the sports junkie stadium junkies media content we got a lot coming at you this way this uh this off season and uh can't wait to get on board tony i appreciate you being on board today on hammer time and everybody thank you for listening it's been a great night with y'all have a good one have a blessed week and we'll see in the winter circle like always
0: yes sir